God can handle this. Before we pray for him, I want to I want to try to fly through my my sermon tonight because it, it, it's still on tongues, but I believe it's going to address healing and it, it, it has to do with the woman with the issue of blood. So if y'all don't mind, let me dive into this and we'll try to pray at the end and I, I want to get done on time. But uh, what I was saying was Elizabeth had a word for contention, for contending, and I wanted her to share it tonight, but she's had to rush my third child to the dentist. We have a a, a, a cousin in law. Um, in McMinnville that works on our teeth and she rushed her to McMinnville and it came back a great report. It, nothing's wrong. It just needs to heal up, I guess. So, but, uh, Elizabeth was heavily burdened. And if you don't know her and don't know her heart, she is a deep intercessor. And I believe the power of God was going to come down in her tonight into the church. And, uh, that, you know, sometimes we just miss the timing and, and, uh, but, but if you would, we're, we're going to dive right back into tongues. We've been talking about the baptism in the Holy Spirit and on praying in tongues. And you know what? That's where I wind up when I'm praying for somebody like Ethan Bibb is I can't pray enough out of my own language. I need heavenly language to pray. I need to connect with a, with a power higher than what I can think. Amen. We've been talking about barriers on tongues. Let me see if I can just fly through this. I really, I really want to get somewhere, and I, I may just skip around a little bit. But I believe the greatest barrier with speaking in tongues, with the baptism in the Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues, is the lack of understanding. And understanding the way, if we could somehow begin to tap into this miraculous power and how God releases this power in the Christian life. And this principle involved is one in which when we understand it and and apply it, puts a person into the proper position to receive what God has promised. Now, we're talking about tongues right here, getting positioned to where God can bless us. We need to talk about healing, too. It goes for all the gifts. It goes for everything that God has. If y'all were here Sunday, it takes a key. It takes the kingdom. It takes us lining up with his authority for the power to be released upon us. And the problem is we get messed up in our head. But simply the power of God is released by an act of faith on man or woman's part. Did y'all hear that? That the power of God is released by an act of faith on a man's part. Let's examine scripture if we can. One example is the woman with the issue of blood. This is from Matthew 9 or Luke 8, wherever you want to take it from. But as Jesus made his way... Toward her, surrounded by a crowd of people, the woman said, if I can just touch his garment. If I can just get to him and just touch him. What'd she say? I'll be made well. Right? And there was a, we sang a song about being made whole. It was, I love your presence. Did y'all catch that? I didn't even catch it. I, I knew when I was singing it, there was something significant. But it talks about makes me whole. That's not, that's, that's, uh complete. I believe when the man that returned with leprosy that was healed returned to thank the Lord and it says that it made him whole. I believe where his little appendages had fallen off from having leprosy that God healed those appendages. That he miraculously grew him that God made him whole. Whole means not missing a finger. Not missing an ear. I don't know any I'm I'm a very literal teacher and I, I believe we can take the word of God literally I believe we can take it for what it says but she says if I can just touch him and when she managed to touch him immediately Jesus stopped and he said who touched me 
Now, can you imagine, I don't know what, what kind of crowds that you've ever been in, but go to a UT football game and leave at the end and be at the, in the nosebleed section and try to get to your car or whatever you may go to. Go to a Promise Keepers event or, you know, whatever's got a lot of people and try to get out without being touched. Try to get out just hanging on to your kid. You know, you can't see them, but you know they're there because I got their hand. I, their hand didn't come off, but you know they're there. But can you imagine somebody touching you and Jesus realized something had happened? And what Peter say? Master, the multitude surrounds you and press upon you saying, come on, everybody's touching you. What are you talking about? Everybody's touching me. Who touched you? He said, someone touched you for I perceive that power has gone forth from me. And when they identified the woman, Jesus commended her saying, daughter, your, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Now, obviously, there was other needy people around Jesus. Right? There was other people that were sick. There was other people that were burdened. There was other people that were lamed or troubled. But the one who received the miracle was the woman who touched him in faith. She had already decided, I know this will happen if I can just get to him. Can you see the difference in stepping out to be prayed for and stepping out knowing God's going to heal you? There's a difference. She stepped out knowing. But the one who received was the one who, who, wasn't, who had faith. There was no miracle in the reaching out. There was no power in the garment. But her seemingly irrational act, the foolishness of reaching out in faith, was the key to her healing. The power was in Jesus all the time. But something was required by the woman before that power was released in her behalf. And it was the combination of what the woman did and what God did that gave her the healing. Her simple act of faith triggered the flow of God's power. The same principle holds true when receiving the baptism in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Once a person understands that he has a vital part to play in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, it's a simple matter for him to receive. But without understanding, and unless he is willing to exercise, to act in faith, we're going to have difficulty. And we're going to call, the, let me just use this term. Many of those that, w- that have come, we've come to call chronic seekers, receive the baptism and begin to speak in tongues in a matter of minutes after hearing the simple teaching and the, when the principles are clear. But the baptism in the Holy Spirit is comprised of two parts. Number one, receiving the Holy Spirit by faith. And number two, manifesting the Spirit's presence through speaking in tongues. We don't question this in salvation. Why do we question it in the baptism in the Holy Spirit? We receive by faith. I believe you ask, you receive. I believe you come up here with the right heart and say, Paul, I've gotten my life's a mess and I want to give my heart to Jesus. You know what? I believe that I believe the miracle has already happened, but let's go ahead and walk through it anyway. The thief on the cross didn't say a sinner's prayer. He believed. He realized who was next to him was God and he received him as God.
All right, receiving by faith and also manifesting the presence. So let's keep going just a little bit longer. Speaking in tongues is not the baptism in the Holy Spirit. But it is the verbal expression or overflow of it. So you can put it this way. If I were to ask you, are you a Christian? Are you saved? What would you say? Yeah, I've accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior. But let me tell you, those words that you just said are not your salvation. Okay, I don't, I don't want to go, I won't go too deep. I'm not even trying to be deep. But I feel like, I feel like uh, uh, everybody's told me that, Paul, when I'm not responding, I'm just soaking it in. Okay, but at least as you're soaking, just, just you know, do something. Let me, let, me know, let me know that you hear me. When we say we're a Christian, why am I a Christian? Because I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins and I have received him as my Lord and Savior. That is not my salvation. That is an expression of my salvation, Right? But my words are not my salvation. So with speaking in tongues, tongues are not the baptism. They are a vocal expression of the baptism. The principle that man must play an essential part in releasing this power of God in our life applies to the baptism in the Holy Spirit, especially when we're talking about receiving the evidence of tongues. Speaking in tongues is supernatural. It's miraculous. But like other miracles, it's also comprised of two parts. Part number one is Man's part, we have a part to play. Number two is God's part. Now, if you'll hang in there with me, I've got somewhere to go here. But many people have not understood this and have waited for God to do it all. We're waiting for the release of tongues for for something to happen to you that makes you uncontrollable and you just start blurting it out. And that's not how it works. You have a part in faith to open your mouth and do the speaking as we're going to see later The Holy Spirit's not speaking. You are speaking. The Holy Spirit is giving you the language to speak, but the Holy Spirit is not speaking. You are. If I start praying in tongues, the Holy Spirit will be helping me, but I'm doing the speaking. I start it. I stop it. I can say it loud. I can say it quiet. I can sing it. I can whisper sing it. I can say it under my breath. But I do the speaking. If you can realize, if you have not got your prayer language, you're going to have to come up here and speak. No, you're not going to have to. But if you want it and you come up here to pray, everybody's thinking, oh my goodness, is he going to make me come up here? No, I'm not. God's not going to make you either. But it, it, it's your step of faith. And you opening up your mouth and I can do it again. And again, in the shower, in the car, on the stage. Over my wife, the first time my wife ever heard me pray in tongues is when we had our first child. And I needed to pray in tongues, let me tell you. The epidural didn't work, and I didn't know what to do. So I prayed in tongues. I believe the Holy Spirit came, and we got us a baby. Amen. So many are waiting for God to do it all. They've never done their part. They never reached out in faith and hence have spoken in tongues. Well, suppose the woman with the issue of blood had just stood on the side and just watched Jesus pass by and say, I hope he notices me and prays for me. Because that's where the church is. I hope Pastor Paul somehow looks in my eyes and realizes I need prayer. 
and lays his hands on me and says the right things. Well, I'm sorry. Go, go see Ben Crace. <laughs> that, that was probably, that, I'm not trying to be sacrilegious at all. That wasn't meant that way. But let me tell you, he'll, he'll read your mail. I'm not kidding. I, I will give you a story, maybe. But not, uh, the, unless the Holy Spirit hits me, that's not going to happen. You might pray as you walk by me, Lord, let the Holy Spirit hit me like Stephen's shadow. Let Pastor Paul's shadow bring healing. And Come on. The Lord wants to heal you. And he's not going to heal you sitting in your pew. He's going to heal you when you come out and you say, I believe I'm going to get it. Well, I believe in your seat before you even get out to come meet me pray for you. He's already got you. It's already happened. Your faith has been released. You've stepped out and you have walked out and the Lord's going to get you. The woman with the issue of blood, had she stayed on the sideline just praying, Lord, please notice me and, and pray for me, wouldn't have gotten her miracle. I was talking to Pastor Stephen today and I said, we've got to be a bulldog. We've got to go take it. We've got to go conquer and possess what it is that we're supposed to get. It's not going to come and fall in our lap. We got to go get it. With your healing, you've got to go get it. You've got to go get it. We see this with chronic seekers that so desire it, but have failed to reach out in faith. They've been willing to wait for God to do what God was waiting for them to do. I'm going to give you a couple stories. I read of a, a visiting minister speaking in a Pentecostal church in an eastern coast city. And the subject was the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And at the close of service, uh, the, the, this visiting minister opened up for the baptism in the Holy Spirit and called for people to come up. And 20 people came up in this small church. And you would think in a Pentecostal church that they would, everybody would be spirit baptized. You know, that's kind of their um, strength, I guess, or maybe their flavor um, is being open to the Holy Spirit. But you know what? Nobody preaches it anymore. Amen? It doesn't come up very often. Neither does tongues. Why? Because it's divisive. And I was telling Pastor Stephen, in my flesh, I want to get out of this. It's uncomfortable. But the Lord is showing me, Paul, you don't know everything. Because since I've started it, Wednesday night has probably grown 25%. Now, I can't explain that. Everything in my flesh tells me don't do it. God says do it. It's my way. How can it be wrong? How can it be wrong? But here in this church, he called for people to come up. And the pastor, there was a visiting pastor. He's able to minister to him. And the pastor notices an elderly gentleman that's come up asking. And the, the pastor says to the visiting pastor, go pray for him. I said, okay. Goes and prays for him. And the man immediately receives the baptism, gets his prayer language. And the pastor has a fit. He starts jumping up and down, running up and down the aisles. And the visiting pastor's thinking, what? What, what just happened? I missed it. You know, don't you expect this to happen? And he said, he said, what you don't understand is this man has been has been trying for 27 years to receive the baptism. The problem was he didn't understand that he had a part to play in it. But when it was explained clearly and he could 
he could uh, interject his part, it came easily. It came easily. The point is, you have a part to play. For this man over a quarter century had gone by waiting for God to do what God had been waiting for him to do. And you know what? He didn't want to fake anything. He was wanting God to just overpower him and this to happen. It doesn't happen that way. I don't want to open up my mouth and speak. I want the Holy Spirit to speak through me. I've heard so many people say that same thing and has gotten hung up. Remember, there's two parts, man's part and God's part. Go and look at the, uh, the bitter pool. Man had to do his part. The twig had to be taken. He got the word from the Lord. He took the twig and put it in the pool and the pool was healed. God's a God that, that responds to our faith. God is pleased by faith. You can't please God without faith. Speaking in tongues is that kind of miracle. And the miraculous part isn't the act of speaking. It's the language. You do the speaking. The Holy Spirit gives the utterance, the words, the syllables. You must speak the words. And the Holy Spirit provides. And if you don't open your mouth and begin to speak, there will be no tongues. Let me give you one more illustration. A pastor of a small denominational church had been seeking the baptism for several years. A pastor without success. He was one of these chronic seekers that we've been talking about. An earnest Christian that really desired and did not want to fake anything. And although he had been prayed over many people, big names, big powerful ministries. No one had been able to be successful in him getting the baptism. But he kept seeking. And in a small church he went to. The minister offered those seeking the baptism in the Holy Spirit. So he made his way down to the front. Reaching for the altar, he flung himself down on the floor and began to pray. And no one went to minister to him because everybody in the church had tried and was wore out trying to help him get it. But after a few minutes, everybody was amazed to hear him pray aloud in, in a beautiful tongue. A beautiful, clear language. All the people around him. Rejoice that this man has finally received from his heart's desire. Finally received his heart's desire. And he continued to pray in tongues. Then, to their surprise, he got up front. Got up off the floor and got up front and said, I don't want to give everybody the wrong impression. I still don't have the baptism in the Holy Spirit. I'm not speaking in tongues. I'm just making funny noises. I finally got so tired of waiting for the Holy Spirit to speak through me that I just decided to open my mouth and begin to babble out sounds. But that's not the Holy Spirit. That's me. I hate to disappoint you all, but I still don't have it. It was to the minister's surprise that there were three Chinese people there, three Chinese students. And they had been watching the whole thing, and one of them answered. He said, brother, we hate to disappoint you. But you've been praising God in perfect Chinese for the last three and a half minutes. And we understood every word you said. Can you see the point? Because of the lack of understanding on his part. In the miracle of speaking in tongues. The minister had not only robbed himself of the experience for years. But when he finally received it. He refused to accept it. God had all been waiting for 
what was the, for his part to just step out in faith, to open his mouth and to begin to praise God with the sound of his voice so the Holy Spirit could furnish him a new language of praise. And that's exactly what happened at Pentecost, Acts 2, 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They were all, they were all filled. Who began to speak in tongues? Many times people will respond this way. The Holy Spirit began to speak, but that's wrong. They were filled and began to speak. They were filled and spoke. Who? The 120, not the Holy Spirit. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and they spoke. And as the Spirit gave them utterance. The Holy Spirit does not speak in tongues. You do. And it's the combination of your speaking the words and syllables furnished by the Holy Spirit that makes up the miracle of speaking in tongues. And that's what happened. This devoted minister we've been talking about when he became finally desperate enough to open his mouth and praise God with what he thought was meaningless sounds. And if any of you have, have ever prayed in tongues, I believe everybody has had that moment where you just thought, I'm just making that up. And then, and then you stop for a moment and the Holy Spirit comes and, and confirms in you that it's not made up. It's the same with your salvation. Did you know that the role of the Holy Spirit is to bring confirmation to your salvation? He'll also bring confirmation that he has filled you and that you have this prayer language. And just to just to I'll just tell you how my prayer language has worked. It started off in a very simple form and has really completely changed. I don't believe it's my prayer language sounds anything like it did 10 years ago. Others, my mother, I'd tell you, I her sounds exactly like it always has, at least to me. I could almost repeat it, but I've tried and I've realized I can't do it. I've tried. That's one way that Derek Prince teaches on how to get released is when you come up here and pray and we lay hands on you, you've got to start speaking. Something's got to start coming out of your mouth. But if it doesn't, listen to those around you. And what he said to me was, don't just listen to those around you. Remember what your mom did over you. Try to do that. You'll never copy it. Never. You may try. You'll never do it. You'll never do it. And the, 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 the hardest part is just to just to break the pride and let something come out of your mouth. Because it'll happen. It'll happen. It is one of the most precious gifts that I have is my prayer language. It brings comfort to me when nothing else can bring comfort to me. Now, I want to encourage you starting next week, we're, we're going to be starting. I'm hoping that I'll be able to finish it next week, but it's on how to minister it. It's how we're going to walk through it. And I don't mind to pray for you tonight. We don't need to miss a night. If you're desiring the baptism in the Holy Spirit or if you've gotten, if you've asked for it and you've been battling your whole life feeling like you didn't receive it because you didn't get your prayer language, come up here and let me pray with you. We'll get it. It's God's desire. That everyone pray in tongues. Paul said, I wish you all prayed in tongues. But if not, we'll wait another week and we'll open it up uh, for us to pray for people. But I, I'm, I'm here tonight. I've got some people that I would trust to pray with me uh, if you desire it. So just like the woman with the issue of blood, 
I'm not going to hunt you out. You come looking, and you're going to find it. Amen?